Hey, sports fans, and welcome to the first episode of the My 15 Minute Podcast. I'm Scott, I'm an average sports fan, and I'm here to share some of my opinions. Let's start with the Washington Commanders. Never say never. That's what Dan Snyder said a bunch of years ago when he was asked about changing the nickname of his football team. Then back in July 2020, he was forced to, maybe not forced, but he was encouraged to change the name after several sponsors, several big sponsors, were dropping out, FedEx being the biggest one. And he really ended up making a uh, what I think was a wise decision, what many people feel was a wise decision, and they quickly became the Washington football team. From there, admittedly, Dan Snyder and his committee admitted that they were overwhelmed in the process, that they thought it would go a little quicker than that to get a new nickname, to be able to have something other than the Washington football team. turns out that's about an 18-month process for them, although the baseball team in Cleveland seemed to do it much quicker than that. But today was the day, February 2nd, 2022, where Washington football fans found out that their new nickname was going to be the Commanders. I've heard mixed reviews. Jonathan Allen, who's going to the Pro Bowl for the first time, said it's about 50-50 in the locker room as to whether people like as to whether the players like it or not. Being in New York, I don't have access to too many Washington football fans. However, uh, I found the same. That's about 50-50. I think you just got to give it a little time. It's a change. It's new with, you know, same with anything. Give it a little time. Allow it to grow. Allow it to gain some history. And I think as a Washington Commander fan, I think we're going to be okay. The fact that it's the Commanders isn't much of a surprise. Washington did a nice job leading up and trying to gain interest and keep people on their toes leading up to today's announcement. However, Dan Snyder called it the NFL's worst kept secret. Joe Theismann, in an interview a few days ago, let the cat out of the bag a little bit, said that he thought the Commanders would be a name that the community would be able to get behind, that it made a lot of sense for the area. Of course, last night, somewhere on Twitter, I don't remember where, but I saw some helicopter footage that zoomed into the stadium, and you can see some banner and some signage that was saying it was the commanders. Some people were hoping that that wasn't true, and Dan Snyder was pulling one over on all of us. But we have the commanders, and we're going to move forward with it. We had some other options. The Admirals, the Armada, the Brigade which I tend to like, the Defenders, the Red Hogs, the Presidents, and of course you can't forget the Sentinels, quite possibly a tip of the cap to the movie The Replacements, starring Keanu, that followed along with the Washington football season when we had the lockout and they went on to make the playoffs and eventually win the Super Bowl. I think the best line in that 
movie, one of the best lines in any movie, towards the end, Keanu Reeves gathers everybody in the team and they're in the huddle. And he tells everybody that chicks dig scars. I think that's a great one. Doesn't seem like the Commanders was the first choice of the team. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of press about trademark issues, about branding. But it seems like the Commanders is what it's going to be. We're going to move forward with that. And uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, a lot of fans, a lot of the organization, which is going through some legal issues of its own. But the organization is really thinking that it's a turning point. Turning over a new leaf. Hopefully getting back on that winning streak. Uh, Like I said, they thought it was harder to do, a lot harder to do. Um, It seemed like Red Wolves might have been a possibility. um, Until they ran into some some trademark issues there. Uh, But I think most of the fans overall are going to get behind Commanders. I know I was online today looking for some new gear, a hat, a sweatshirt. Um... I'm sure that's, you know, going to be readily available for everybody and for the average fan. They don't necessarily really care about the legal issues. They care about their team. They care about them winning. And if uh, if this is what it takes to turn over that new leaf, get a new opportunity, put people back in the stands, then uh, then let's go for it. I'm curious to think a little bit about what the Washington fans think about the name but also about what the non-Washington fans think about the name. I think maybe Washington fans probably a little more critical. It's the team that we support, the team that you know we're rooting for every Sunday to come out victorious. I think the non-Washington fans are probably going to first razz on it a little bit. I heard that they thought, you know, some people thought Commanders was more of a CFL team name. Um... But I think overall, you know, the the outside of Washington fan base, the fan base of the other 30, 31 teams, is going to be pretty accepting. Uh, I also saw one Eagles fan said that the W logo looks like a taco holder. Um, I like the W, but I do feel like it left me wanting a little bit more. Um, I feel it's very kind of clean, very, very fresh very new, but I can't help but think maybe I was looking a little bit more for a a character, something that, you know, would be running up and down the field, Um, something other than just this plain W. I'm not 100% sure that they're done. I think that might be on the way. Um, Of course, they unveiled their shield. Uh, Again, read some negative reviews about that. Some people are concerned about the dates on the bottom. I think the shield's nice. Again, it's clean. I like what it kind of represents. I like the three stars that are there. Uh, The number's on the bottom. The date's on the bottom. I'm not really too worried about that. Uh, As for the uniforms, big fan of the uniforms. I love that they stuck with the same colors, the burgundy and gold. That was something they promised to do right as the rebranding started, so I thought that was great. Um, They unveiled three different uniforms today. In my preference order, they have the all-black uniform. I think it's really tight, really uh, clean. Going to love seeing that out on the field. I love how the numbers pop on it. Then we move to the all-burgundy, a very close second for me. Again, love the 
Love the numbers. Love the gold stitching around the numbers. I think that's going to be a, a great color combo also. And then we have the uh, all-whites. The all-whites are always classy. I'm not sure uh, you know, if I like them big, better than the black and the burgundy, but I think it's certainly a, a great addition. I think overall everyone did a really, really nice job. I'm a big fan of the rebrand right now. Uh, I think I'm going maybe 8 out of 10, maybe a little bit more. Once I get my hat in the mail and uh, some more gear, I think I might up that to a 9. Of course, you're never going to make everybody happy. There are people out there that no matter what you're going to do or what you decide, they're not going to like it. But I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get back out on the field. Um, I think doing it a little bit before the Super Bowl was nice. It kind of got me jazzed back up for... For football, when uh, obviously my team's not really in it right now, but with the Super Bowl coming up, it definitely re- revived me a little bit, and uh, I, th- I think they did well. I want to talk a little bit, move forward, and talk a little bit about this Brian Flores situation. Uh, I'm shocked to say the least. Um, Brian Flores, if you haven't heard, he is the former Dolphins coach. I was actually surprised that he got fired to begin with. Overall, he has an almost 500 record. I think he's 24 and 25 from what I saw. Um, two really tough first years and then did a nice job this third year. I think maybe going 10 and 6. Not 100% sure on that. Uh, 10 and 6 typically does not get you fired. Um, anyway, Brian Flores came out. He's suing the NFL for a variety of different reasons. Um, but also came out and said that the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, offered $100,000 to Brian Flores, the coach at the time, to lose games in order to get a better draft pick position. This is shocking to me. It's not shocking to me that pe- that teams tank. I think that happens all the time. It certainly happens in all the different sports. I remember a few years back, maybe a bunch of years back, they were talking about it in basketball. You know, where teams just clearly weren't putting quality out on the court in the NBA so that they could get a better draft pick. It happens. I get it. That's part of the problem with a draft system. Part of the reason why the NBA went to a lottery system. The NFL does not do that. But I think what's shocking to me most is that they're offering money. And when I didn't really believe it at first, when I read today that Hugh Jackson, the former Browns coach who was also the current head coach at Grambling State University in Louisiana, I found out, was implying that Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, was doing the same thing a few years back for him. He was offering Hugh Jackson money to lose. And it seems like Hugh Jackson today was implying that he was offered a little bit less and was saying that Brian Flores was getting a pretty good deal. So it led me to think, what happens when Brian Flores goes on his next interview? If he even gets to, gets to that po- part, gets to that point, I'm not even sure. Especially with the text messages that Robert Kraft sent. I'm sorry, that Bill Belichick sent. The Rooney rule, that's a whole other topic. Doesn't seem to be working. But imagine this, you go, your head coach, the NFL, you go for your next possible job they talk about 
whether you're, you know, how much you win, how much you lose. Brian Flores has to go out there and say that he has a, a record of 24 wins and 25 losses. However, do you admit? Do you tell the owner? Or do you tell, you know, the interview committee that you were paid to lose games on purpose? Yeah, hey guys, uh, my record's 24 and 25, but those last three games back in 2019, yeah, I threw those on purpose, so I should really be 27 and 22. There's a lot of issues with that. First of all, now your new team knows you're throwing your old team under the bus. I'm not sure how much they're going to like that. Your new team knows that there's pretty much, you have a price for everything, including losing on purpose. So I don't know if they're going to like that, or maybe they are intrigued and say, okay, well, if we're not any good, we're just going to throw this guy a little extra money and he's going to lose on purpose. I'm not really sure, but I'm definitely curious as to how this plays out. Like I said, Brian did a nice job last, last this past season. He is suing the NFL for a bunch of different reasons. I'm sure without being too knowledgeable on it, I'm sure he has some, some good points there. Uh, leave me your thoughts. You got a comment. Leave me some of your thoughts up on our Twitter page, My15Podcast, my, the number one, the number five podcast. Let me know what you think. I want to end the first podcast just talking a little bit about baseball. Today's National Catcher's Day, so it feels appropriate to talk about baseball a little bit. Shout out to all my catchers, the hardest workers on the field by far. So much respect for that position. Uh, mentally, physically, you guys are a different breed. So, of course, we're in the MLB lockout. we got pitchers and catchers that are supposed to report in about two weeks. Our first spring training game scheduled for February 26th. If that's happening, we need major, major progress. I don't know if we're getting it. March 31st, opening night. We're looking at 162 games. Obviously, if there's a delay, our 162 might get pushed down a little bit, might be um, decreased. There's all types of dates out there that people are throwing around. There's all types of plans. But right now, I don't really think the average baseball fan cares about why these owners and why these players aren't, aren't agreeing and why we have all these disagreements. I think the average fan just wants baseball back. I want to be able to come home after a day of work, Turn on my, you know, turn on my sports channel, and watch my team, or turn on a national channel and watch two teams and see some stars out there and see some studs. I want to see great pitching face great batting and great hitting, and I want to see great fielding. I don't really care too much about salary cap issues. I don't really care too much, you know, about retirement. I get it's important to the players. I get it's important to the owners, and I'm glad that they're talking. You know, both sides have sat down over the last two weeks doesn't seem like we're last few days sorry two days doesn't seem like we have a deal on the horizon but a deal definitely isn't isn't getting done if both these sides aren't sitting in the, at the same table so at least we have that going for us i hope they make some more progress in the coming days and that we can save our full season and our timeline doesn't have to change hope everyone enjoyed the first episode of that's my 15 minutes I'm hoping for maybe a weekly episode, 
something that uh, is kind of dictated by what's going on in the sports world. Um, again, I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave a comment at, on at my one five podcast. That's at my fifteen podcast up on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to respond back. Again, hope everyone enjoyed it. Talk soon.